This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I'm Dale Luganville. Thank you very much for joining me. Welcome to this week's recap and rant. All right, so last week I, uh, I headed up north. I got uh, all right. This takes a little bit of backstory. So and, and I need to. It's gonna require me. I guess. Um, guess I don't have to, but I will. Um, I'll let you in on a little bit of my private life. Uh, so I'm kind of in flux here as far as uh, my personal life and my professional life. So I got a job offer. Uh, inquiry. So my my real job, because I don't make any money doing this, um, is changing. But ultimately, it's going to be for the good, and I think it's really going to help the podcast. So, um, without being too vague, um, so back in my original hometown, or Minnesota, way up there, northern Minnesota, Pelican Lake. You've all heard me talk about that. Um, that's the other great thing. This brings me like uh, just right back to where I always want to be anyways. So that part is awesome. Um, but I'll be working for the, uh, radio station up there on the, um, boys fort Indian reservation. Uh, won't be on air. It's going to be manager type of position, much more officey than, uh, than I'm used to, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. So anyways, uh, I had to go up there uh, Friday, had an appointment. So 
I was like, well, hell. I was thinking because the the weather was looking good for, you know, some migration and whatnot. I was like, before I got that call, I was like, I might just head west, do some camping in the van. Or van, we'll have a truck. But hashtag van life, hashtag truck life. Um, Anyways, just do some, you know, camping. Find a spot out out west somewhere, uh, north of 210, obviously, because the duck season was closed last week. And uh, I don't know, just do kind of what I've been talking about doing, like doing a little solo hunt out there, finding a little WMA, WPA, that because we're in such a drought right now, a lot of these little uh, potholes, the water line has receded down. And I, I remember doing this once, man, so many years ago. I don't like, I don't even know, it's like probably close to 20 years, maybe 17, 18, somewhere in there. And anyways, um, these normal, you know, somewhat deeper potholes and they're, you know, just lined with cattails or, or whatever else. Well, now you got like exposed mud shoreline, dirt shoreline, and it just looks cool. Like you can, you can put out full body decoys right there on the dry ground, throw out some floaters. It just makes for like a really cool decoy setup. And I thought with the weather that was coming through, it could be pretty good. So that was kind of my plan. And then I got the phone call that I needed to, for my pre-employment, I had to go up there and uh, take a drug test, which is, I thought, kind of weird because you can pretty much get a drug test anywhere, but had to do it in person. So anyways, so I scheduled it for Saturday, left Wednesday night, which gave me all day Thursday to uh, just outdoor recreate. And so I brought the bass boat up there. Uh, I was going to do some fishing. I brought a bunch of decoys, thought maybe I'd do some hunting, and, you know, just went from there. So my plan was to kind of go out in the dark, set up somewhere for a first light, and go duck hunting and then fish out of my ranger, mind you, which is blue and sparkly. <laughs> but but I figured, you know, I could ditch the boat down the shoreline or whatever, figure something out. Because there's plenty of um, public, well, as you all know, anywhere on the lake, as long as your you know, feet are wet and you're, uh, what do they call it, um, partially concealed in vegetation, you're legal. You could be right out in front of somebody else's property. But, however, there is plenty of, of state land, public land, on that lake on the North Shore. And so I was going to kind of set up on one of those points and just go with it. When I woke up, it was like 30 degrees, and it was very windy. And <laughs> I'm by myself, and I thought... I know where I'm going. I know this lake very well. I also know how, like, when the wind's like this, it can be pretty sketch out there. And now I've been out there on windy days in my boat, and it can, you know, it, it does a pretty good job in the wind. But again, it's going to be in the dark. I'm going to be by myself. So when I started this, like, inner conversation of talking myself out of of hunting, uh, yeah, I had gotten all suited up, everything. I went outside, and I just stood there, like, in the parking lot going, man, should I do this? should probably do this. I don't know if it's a good idea. Just the whole, like, angel-devil thing going on. And uh, comfort won over. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going back inside. Warm bed. I'll get up. Have some coffee. Got myself a nice chocolate Long John's from Patton's, uh, which is one of my favorite food items in all of the world um and then i'll go from there and so i did that and then 
I went, I got had my coffee, had my donut, and so I started thinking about my day. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna suck fishing out there. It's so windy. It's cold, first cold front. I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I am gonna go out. I'm gonna go out and try some fishing and and also scout and see just see what's out there for ducks. You know, the bay or bay there was just absolutely loaded with honkers. There was Canada geese everywhere. Um, and then when I went out into, they weren't there when I went out after eating breakfast, but there were still a bunch of like different pods of geese just spread out throughout the whole lake. And as I kind of went along, you know, in these tucked in, uh, protected bays, there was definitely some birds in there, quite a, quite a few birds actually. And, uh, they were flying around. And so I did some fishing, um, the, the fish were chomping. Now, I was having a hell of a time with bow control, you know, going back to my usual complaints of not having spot lock, um, trying to stay on some of my spots, but pretty much could have just pounded the bank if I wanted to, but I was like checking some offshore spots, which two things, thankfully, I do know that lake pretty well. And I also had marked the hazards, at least some of the hazards on my, my hummingbird unit. And, uh, cause they, the resorts had already pulled all the buoys. So, <laughs> so if you aren't familiar with that lake and you head up there this time of year, proceed with great caution. Uh, not all maps have the stuff marked. So, um, and just like, you know, staying away from shore is not a guarantee. Like the, there are some lower unit eaters on that lake. You, yeah, just. Be be very careful. That's all. That's all I can tell you. Try to find a map that that shows the hazards on it, um, and give them a wide berth. Cause, <laughs> yikes! Even me, with knowing it as I was, without that visual aid, was still like sketch. You know, cause I was like ninety nine percent sure. I know I'm I'm far enough away from it, but there's still that little like eek factor. You're like. But if I'm wrong, I'm really wrong. <laughs> so that was going on. Um, but I had I caught some fish. And then in the process of like boating around, I found this one particular bay that had that had a lot of ducks. And as soon as I like drove by, I didn't even get close to them. You know, they all busted out and they circled around and a lot of them wanted to get right back in there. So I thought, oh, that's that's what I'm gonna do. When I come back, um, when I come back to hunt it this evening, I think I'll just motor around till I see probably this bay, but not necessarily. You know, I'll just find a good population of, of ducks. I'll go in there, bump them out, get my decoy set, wait for them to come back. So I don't know what time. It was about uh, noon, 1 o'clock or something, so I decided to head in. And because uh, I didn't have – I could have just hunted them, but I didn't have my decoys with me. I just had the boat. They were still, they were still in the truck. So I went back. Had lunch, and I was like, "Man, I got—I really don't need to be out there right, like right now." Uh, I mean, I could try to go find a uh, a grouse. I didn't have any blaze orange with me, so I went into Norman's one stop there. Um, got an orange hat, got some orange. They had some like number eight shot. I was gonna use, you know, because I would use my like three inch BB for grouse. So I bought a box of uh, eight shot, which I was like, is this enough for grouse? I'm like, it's dove load. I'm like, yeah, it's enough for grouse. This this will kill grouse. 
And so I just went for a drive. I went for a drive, found a nice walking trail, was, you know, no motorized vehicles because I know most of the people that go up there, the way they hunt is they either hunt out of their truck or a side-by-side or a four-wheeler, and they just they just run these trails and these logging roads, and that's what they do. So I was like, okay, this walking trail probably won't have as many, as much pressure because in talking to a couple guys back in town that that's what they were there for, they were up there hunting grouse, and they're like, ah, it's, it's really windy. The birds are kind of skittish. They're they're flushing way, way, way ahead of us, and we just we're not really getting anything much today with this wind. So I'm kind of keeping that in the back of my mind, which is not, I mean I probably would have done the walking path thing anyways, but seemed like a good idea. So load up, I started walking in there, and I didn't really get too far in there, and uh, was able to get my first grouse. I was like, sweet, and it's been years and years and years since i've shot a grouse so that was very cool and uh so i just continued walking and walking and walking and walking with no luck i think i flushed like four or five additional birds but much like that gentleman said they're they're flushing way out in front i'd hear them never even saw them like just no shot so apparently the hunting gods just like gave me one layup shot (laughs) to start, start my day and I was like, all right, it's 3 o'clock. I need to get back. So I back the truck, loaded up. I went back, hooked up the boat, put all my put a bunch of decoys in the bass boat, which just you get a lot of funky looks. <laughs> when, when people see uh, decoys piled up in a ranger bass boat. And, you know, I get it. Makes sense. It's weird. But I can't even say this is the first time I've done this because it's not. I've done this before. Uh so yeah, I take off and yeah, it's those waves were they're still pretty good. White cap and pretty good. Um so and I couldn't like go crazy fast just cuz like the decoys would have started flying out. Um so I don't got her up on pad and just kind of, you know, took her pretty easy, about 30 some miles an hour. And what it actually helps to like not get wet cuz when you idle, you hit those waves and they splash in and you get wet, but found that nice right speed so i just went zipping through and uh got to where it was protected there because that north wind was coming and then that's where all these kind of little bays are points bay point bay point bay point bay kind of like that and so the bay i thought i was going to be hunting and had a few birds in it but not like i'd saw i'd seen earlier so i decided to just keep going headed west along that north shore get around this next uh big point and uh, that's when I saw just a shit ton of birds coming out. And the other thing up there is there is a ton of decoys out on like every point has <laughs> has a spread. And uh, I remember talk. I don't feel was at the bar restaurant. I remember I was talking to somebody about how like there's decoys out everywhere. And I'm, he's like, I'm pretty sure the people that own cabins. They just you know they just that that's a permanent duck spread the whole time. Because I'd seen that before when I, I saw that last year when I was up there in the fall. And he's like, well, they can't do that. It's illegal. I'm like, mm, technically you're right. But because um, you can't leave decoys out in on public waters. And this is definitely, definitely public waters. Uh, but they don't care. And I don't think the conservation officers up in there even remotely um, enforce that. I, I think this has been going on up there on that lake <laughs> since the houses were built, you know, like I, I, 
this isn't something like I would never call it in kind of a thing. I just don't, I just, it's just accepted. Like it doesn't bother me either. It's like, I just kind of assume that that's the thing, you know, like I could be a dick, right? Technically it's like leaving a deer stand on public land. Technically I could put my boat on that shoreline and I could use their decoys, but that's a dick move. And I wouldn't do that. And at least in, this scenario, the point wasn't where you wanted to be. They were tucked back in the bays. So anyways, I went in there. All these birds busted out. Trimmed the motorway up. Got in there. Um, threw my decoys out. Had, um, like, I don't remember what I had. A dozen or so. Uh, honker decoys and a dozen. No, more like a couple dozen mallard decoys and a few golden eye decoys. So I had a little moderate spread out there. It looked pretty good. And then... Um, so I tucked the boat back in there, and I originally just was hunting out of the boat. And it didn't take long, you know, bird came by, and I was able to shoot it. And so I got my one. But And then as flocks came, they wanted to get in here, and they weren't flaring per se, but they also weren't really doing it. They were kind of avoiding it. And I was like, I think it's the boat. So I looked back in the bay, and there was a kind of a tree that was overhanging the water. I was like, that'd be a good place to ditch the boat. So I hopped out and... and drug my boat back in there and around that tree and yeah it covered that boat up pretty well and then I went back to where I was sitting just sitting on some rocks and there's some tall grass kind of right there and and that made a huge difference huge difference so hide was definitely important and uh then they yeah they started coming back in little batches and I was picking my shots and yeah I missed a couple times but then I hit a couple times um thankfully never crippled anything everything I shot like hit hit died and uh you know, I had to drag the boat out a couple times to go get them. Um, and then someone, I was able to wait out and grab them. But, yeah, I mean, it didn't take me that long. And I had my, my six ducks, all ringers, uh, five drakes and one hen. And the drakes, they're all eclipse drakes. and They were not pretty adult. I'm guessing these were pretty local birds, you know, and either nesting around there or not too far from there. I didn't see a lot of white flying around. So it was a lot of young, a lot of young birds. Uh, and then there's plenty of light left. So I, I went for the hero move. I was like, I want to go catch. I was, a, I was like, I wish I would have threw that grouse in the boat because it would have just made a kick-ass picture, um, especially if I could go catch a bass right now. I like go out there, catch a fish, have the ducks laid out, have the, the grouse right there, and then you know use the camera, set it up somewhere in a timer, and then take a picture of a bass. Just kind of like encapsulate this whole big, grand outdoor day that I just had. Uh, but... I didn't do that with the grouse and uh, actually wasn't able to find a fish there in the, line, in the crunch time in the last uh, half hour of light. So decided to just head back. And so uh, that's pretty much what I did. Um, so then Friday morning, wake up, leisurely get my coffee, get another chocolate long john. Head into the uh, the res there, do what I got to do. Uh, then, then I just had the day and I really had nothing to come back to like quickly i did have a client scheduled for back down near the cities for saturday otherwise i just would have stayed up there i would have stayed up there and hunted the weekend hunt fished the weekend it would have been great but i had to get back so that's what i did um got back and uh i was like well i just don't want to just tear off home so i'm like you know what i'm gonna try let's try what i did last night i'm gonna drive around bust out some birds and set up and hope they come back. And so 
hooked up the boat, threw the decoys in there, launched it, took off. Now the wind was more out of the west now than it was the north. So I went all the way to the west side, and those north bays were holding a handful of birds, but nothing to get excited about. Plus it was Saturday, so there was a lot more people actively hunting. I saw boats coming back as I was going out. And then kind of got all the way down like in the southwest side where I know it gets like super shell, super swampy. And I could see a lot of activity from a distance. And like it looks like coots. Sure enough, it was, it was a ton of coots. But as I got closer, there was definitely birds mixed in, like uh, ducks mixed in. And they started getting up and flying around. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it. So I go away in there, and it's just super shell, super muddy. Should probably not have been bringing my boat there. Now, I wasn't going to be able to, like, ditch my boat this time around because I just I couldn't get my boat to actual shore or to the edge of the bog, if you will. And then the rest was, just, was all just, like, uh, super, super thick, nasty mud, uh, like big lily pad delta kind of, a, kind of a place. So I got the boat as close to shore as I could. I set the decoys out away from my boat, and then I... I got out, waited, should more like slodged through, and then got to, um, let's say dry ground, but it's bog, and I was able to hike down a ways and get in front of my decoy, so I wasn't at least right next to my boat, and I was hoping then, then those coots would come back in and then drag the birds, which they didn't. They stayed out there on the, you know, on the edge. They just, they never came back in where they were, and anybody who's ever hunted around a big raft of coots knows that that's like the best spread ever the ducks just they just beeline right for those coots safety numbers or whatever and uh, that's pretty much what happened i did have uh two birds come in just like beautiful and i still don't know how i missed but i did all three shots clean whiffs so that 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 sucked um i was able to get one bird that day and that was it um, but everything, I yeah, just stayed out. And even the birds that busted out, they never really came back. Like some of them came back, but not the masses. They must have just found other areas. Part of me thinks that like there were so many birds in that area because there was other hunters around and they, was, they just kind of ended here by default. And then when I busted them out and I got up and did like a hot lap around the lake, they found spots where they may have wanted to be before, but there was people hunting there and they weren't there now. So then they could land there. That's my theory, anyways, because I don't think they got up and, like, migrated out in a strong west wind. I did see a couple high-flying uh, migrating flocks of hawkers. Did my best with the um, dozen goose decoys I had out and one call to <laughs> to, to bring them down, uh, but that did not happen. So I eventually just uh, called it quits, take my one and done, uh, picked up, got out of there, didn't do any more fishing um just headed back oh that is such a lie i did two fish god my memory sometimes i tell you so i got back to the landing i didn't use the in-town landing this time i used a, a different one and did some fish around there and i did catch a couple bass right there at the end of the day which was fun and then um yeah loaded up and just kind of kind of headed back as i was loading up my truck i heard like i thought it was a far off honker but it was kind of higher pitch so i start looking around like where are they at? They're migrating. And then I hear the bark, high pitch bark, low pitch bark. I'm like, this sounds like snow geese. And sure enough, I finally locate them. They flew directly over me. A flock of about 75 snows and blues. Way, way, way up there. So that was kind of cool. 
generally, I mean, I know what happens in Minnesota, but you just don't see it that often. And you just, you know, obviously it's normal on the Dakotas, but I just, I don't know. It's always cool when I'm in Minnesota and see snows and blues. It's very cool. Or specs or something like that. But, yeah, that was pretty neat. And then, uh, yeah, headed up, took off back home. Then I took my client out to uh, St. Croix uh, by Taylor's Falls there, uh, up upstream from the dam in just a half day. And it was fun. Man, the river is gorgeous. But that was a chilly boat ride up to where I wanted to start fishing. And there were some fish around, but they just weren't as active as I thought they would be. I don't know if it was the cold front or what, but the few fish that uh, we caught, they just they, they weren't. They just weren't chomping. I kind of expect them to be, you know, a little bit more aggressive that day, but it's just like all of a sudden the fish would be on. Like it was, it was weird. It was a weird day. And they had brought, they were, they were from Idaho originally. And uh, so I told them to bring their fly rods just in case. And we tried that for a little bit, but didn't pan out. What we did end up like catching most of our fish on was uh, an underspin with a, you know, paddle tail bait, swim bait. And so that was that was kind of working. I'm still surprised that if that was working, like we couldn't, you know, we're throwing these nice minnow-looking streamers out there. You just thought for sure that that would produce, but I don't know. Unless they're just the population, with maybe they weren't schooled up in that spot, which is possible. But, um, yeah, it was fun. What was cool, well, good and bad, I was like, I was like, hey, let me try that fly rod. I haven't handled a fly rod in probably 15 years. You know, I used to do it a fair amount, but, you know, never – claimed to be an expert or anything like that. That was decent, but apparently fly fishing is like riding a bike. <laughs> so I picked up that rod and was just like, zoop, 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 no problem. Uh, my client was like, man, you good, good caster. I was like, I, I'm, I'm surprised because I haven't done this in so long. But yeah, it came, it came right back. So the bad is like, oh, I really want to buy a new fly rod now. <laughs> That is not that is not in the budget. Let me just tell you that right off the bat. So I have to like push that that urge down. <laughs> Don't need to be going out and buying a new fly rod at this moment in my life. No, thank you. Um, yeah. So then uh, after brought them back, I loaded up the boat, decided to go do just some fun fishing. Um, head over, caught a few smallmouth. That was fun. Uh, went to uh, went to Snake River there. It was a good time, and then uh, hit home. And then Sunday, I just couldn't really find same old, same old. I couldn't get a, like the weather. I just thought was gonna be really a lot of, was gonna be too nice. And so I had been hearing that some people thought that there was gonna be a migration, like a little bit of a northwest wind, not much wind at all. And and I just didn't see it. You know, I was looking at the temperatures. The temperatures are gonna be really mild. Uh, on a warming trend and I just was like I just don't you know because we had talked about maybe setting up in a you know just a a migrated field trap field you know hay field run a bunch of decoys home for migrate I said very 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 low confidence that that was going to work and so I think everybody else had low confidence too because people were just dropping like flies uh, buddy Austin shot a deer the night before, and he wasn't sure if it was a great shot, so he was going to look. For, he was bailing because he was going to look for his deer in the morning. Totally understandable. Um, Joel's, I don't know what Joel's doing, but he he was he said he wasn't hunting Sunday. Um, 
and the, the other guys just like make another plan. So it basically came down to like Mike and I were like, well, we can try it, you know, let's, what else can we do? So that's originally what we were going to do. And then I just got to thinking, I was like, you know what? I just don't think we're going to see a lot of birds tomorrow. And even if we, you know, went to a local lake and hunted ducks, like I just think in general, it's not going to be a big bird movement day. And so after a little adventure out in the Shangotana State Forest and learning that it really doesn't pay to go back in there anymore, it's, it's too much work and the water just isn't there like it used to be, um, I was like, I need to find new spots. And so I I knew of another area where I'd, I've always seen it on the map and wanted to go check it out and just hadn't done it. And years past, I had kind of taken a path through this area and was able to spot and then do a little jump shoot on some ducks. And I, the wood duck that have mounted, I got doing that. So I reached out to Mike. I said, hear me out. I have an idea. I was like, I don't think tomorrow's going to be that great. Let's use tomorrow as like scouting for a future, future spot. So I found a spot that I, I was like, should be pretty easy. We can go in there. We're going to set up in the dark. We can hunt first light, you know, hope for the best probably get something and then we'll just drive around and look at other spots hike into some spots and just and just see find find a new spot and so he's like yeah that sounds like a good idea so that's what we did we headed up there and, and the spot that the first spot they went set up into like the walk-in was like way closer than i thought it was going to be like it was so easy and way more water than what it looks like on the map like on the map you know using like google satellite images looks like it's, you know, choked out with weeds for the most part. But this thing was, I mean, there must be floating bogs or something because right now it was like crazy open. And we could hear geese using it. Geese were on the far end of it. And uh, and they sat for a long time before they got up and left. And they didn't all leave at once. It was like three, four different batches, like spread out by quite a bit. And, of course, they get up. We'd see a few ducks get up and go back down. There were some swans around. So not a crazy amount of birds. Um, there was well over 100 birds using that body of water though so we didn't really get any shots um, but it was quick easy setup we weren't able to really put out that great of a spread because well one it gets too deep to really wade where we're uh, fishing and I wasn't able to grab my kayak because I learned the hard way that my storage unit I can't, it's closed. It doesn't open till 6. They're only open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I should have got my stuff the night before. So I didn't have my kayak. So we couldn't get too crazy as far as like throwing decoys out. We had to keep decoys fairly close to us where I could, you know, we could still wait out and grab them. But we didn't see that many ducks anyways. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. So we loaded back up and then we started driving around looking for other spots. And didn't really find much. Um, there's more spots they wanted to try, but couldn't get there. They had the, the, they had the gates closed, these like, um, forest roads or whatever. I'm like, well, that kind of, kind of sucks, but kind of not like when we started, like, this could be good if you had like a fat tire bike or actually a really good roads. They're just dirt roads. Like a regular old mountain bike would work just fine. You know, have one of those little like trailers you pull behind it, or you could just put decoys over your back, but it'd be nice to be able to like take your kayak, put the kayak on a little trailer and hook that thing to your bike and just, you could, you know, it'd be a cool way to get to some interesting uh, public waters that probably nobody 
is putting in the work to go hunt. So they're probably acting like refuges way back in there. But we only hit one side of this big WMA. We needed to go up around the other side and see if we could access some of these from the other side, and we didn't. We both needed to get back. Uh, he had to do stuff. I wanted to go watch the Vikings game. I know, stupid, but I did anyways. Hey, we won Skull Bikes. And um, as we are going around, we did find one spot, or technically Danny's like, I'm going to stop here and see if there's wood ducks in there. It's like this little tiny, tiny little puddle. And he's like, I think I see ripples. I'm like, eh. you know, I'm just in the car playing on my phone, dick around. I didn't have much confidence. And all of a sudden I hear a shot. I'm like, what? No way. I hop out and I see a bird flopping on the surface. I'm like, dang it. He's like, yeah, there was three of them. I was only able to get one shot off. I was like, God, this is what I get for not going down there with them. But it was great that we got the one. Um, you know, didn't leave empty-handed, but we did find that spot. That first original spot, I am for sure hunting that again. And I was really surprised because of the ease of getting into it and how good it looked. And the fact there was some, at least some birds using it, was, I was shocked that there wasn't somebody hunting it. Um, but it just looks great. And with, like, minimal effort, you can get in there. Like, even if I had to make multiple trips back to my truck, you know, to get more decoys, the the walk down to the water is not that bad. So, yeah, and actually, in fact, this week I don't have anything going on. So, uh, looking at the weather forecast, um, it's warm today. I'm recording this. I'm going to put this out on a Tuesday, Tuesday the 11th. And here in Minnesota, it's getting up to like 80 degrees, strong south winds. Well, that's changing tonight. That wind's turning. I think there's a chance of rain tonight. Big cold front coming. And uh, tomorrow might be good. A little more west to the wind tomorrow, and it's going to be really windy. Thursday, it's it's more northwest than west. Um, still, I'm going off the Windy app, which has been pretty accurate so far this year. So, like, right away in the morning, not not like a light breeze, and then the wind picks up as the day goes on. So that morning could get pretty good. I'm expecting some migrating then. And then Friday, the winds, you know, they're still kind of uh, out of the north, but they're more like light and variable. So Friday could be super good migration day, I think. So, And there's no, like, one event here. And he's like, and this is kind of like a, a trend. And that's the other thing. So, like, tomorrow, like Wednesday, the low is only, like, 45 or something so it's not getting too cold and then wednesday night the low is like 30 something like lower 30s so that like thursday could be juicy too from thursday through the weekend i think we're gonna see some new birds moving in pretty much every day so we'll, we'll see how that shapes up it'll be interesting i've been judging bird movement by snapchats <laughs> watch like everybody's snap stories and my gut instinct going into like Sunday and even just through this warm up, I was like, it's going to get dead and stale. There's no reason for the birds to move. And yeah, Snapchat has been very quiet all day Sunday, Monday, today. I have not seen much anything. Now, tomorrow, once that that turns, I think it's going to, you're going to start seeing those uh, people posting a little bit more. You know, of course, to take it with a grain of salt, it's a, it's a weekday, but the the people that are out there guiding full time, they're they're still posting, and even those have been quiet. So I think it's going to get good here uh, starting tomorrow, and then. But I really think I think it's going to get really good starting Thursday morning. 
Thursday morning. I think Thursday and Friday are probably the best days. But for those of you that can only hunt the weekend, uh, I think you're still looking pretty good with uh, Saturday and Sunday. So there's my uh, recap. And uh, for my rant, so while we were out there tooling around, there's a lot of these, like, um, spots that they have a sign that says, uh, I can't remember how they worded it, but basically you, they allow overnight camping there. So it's, I think if people come in there, I don't know if they, like, actual tent camp or they just sleep in the trucks or whatever. But anyways, one of these sites, and it was close to where, Mike had shot that bird and we're coming down the road and we see the smoke and we, and he's a firefighter by the way. And so we go down there and here's this like campfire somebody made right there, not lined with rocks or anything like this, just like in the dirt. And it's just still like, it's, it's not like, there's no open flame, but it's like super fresh. Like they didn't even bother trying to put it out, not even a little bit. And I don't know if it was just because it was in the dirt, you know, like in a, like just a, gravel parking lot basically um, but it's right there there's like there was like a cornfield right on the edge of that tons of dry grass everywhere you know and the leaves are on the ground now it's like what are you doing like that is just the dumbest thing i've ever seen I mean, that falls and then you know we're seeing trash laying on water bottles are being left out and i just don't understand i cannot wrap my mind around the amount of laziness that that takes you know it, it this is the same kind of mentality and the bitching i'm sure that we'll cover again this winter when people start leaving trash on the ice but it's the same thing like you brought it with you just throw it in your vehicle and throw it away when you get to a gas station it's really not that tough we're not asking you to do a shit ton of work here <laughs> it's just like pick up just just you brought it, pack it in pack it out you know i thought that was kind of like a known thing you know like this is just what you do but apparently the lesson needs to get out there a little bit more and then to make it worse you got a a fire right here just completely unattended fire it's breezy you know it's like and i get that they think well there's nothing here it's surrounded by dirt yeah but a good gust of wind comes up and blows those embers into that tall grass that's like i don't know 20 feet away now you got a problem you know, like, it's just, so we didn't have any water with us, but we did just spread the coals out and stomp them out and, you know, knocked off some of the smoldering chunks from the bigger logs. And, you know, we did what we could, covered, you know, kicked dirt on it and snuffed it out the best we could. And when we left it, we were pretty sure that it was, for the most part, safe. But it's just like, I just, I don't understand. And And I guess the only way to truly police this is to police ourselves and just, Obviously, when you see it, do like what we did, take care of it. Um, but when you're just talking to other uh, hunters and stuff out there, you know, I guess share these kind of stories. You know, just like we've got to start picking up after ourselves and uh, and pick up after other people. That's the other thing. You know, you see some bottles, pick them up. Like, whatever. You know, it's that whole kid thing. Oh, I didn't make the mess. I didn't. You know, what I always told my kids you know, like, hey, you need to pick that up. I didn't, I didn't make that mess. I didn't, I didn't ask who made it. I just told you to pick it up. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like, yeah, you didn't, you weren't the one that left water bottles and beer cans, but just pick them up. You know, take them out because nobody likes, nobody likes pulling up and seeing that. And that's the other part of this whole thing I don't understand is that you're out there recreating in the outdoors. So I assume that you like the outdoors and nature. 
Is that what you like when you pull into a new spot? Is it just see trash everywhere? I'm guessing you don't. So why would you leave trash there for somebody else? It's just very inconsiderate. It's not, not cool. And in this particular case, dangerous too. So that's my rant. I have a, a rant. I have a rant part two. So going back to my to the beginning of this episode, where. Everything's kind of in transition right now, and I know I haven't been releasing stuff on a, on a regular basis, and that is tethered to all of that. What I can tell you is I promise you it will get better, and hopefully not in the too distant future. Now, I haven't really, I'm not going out and trying to find, you know, advertisers for this show. I've hardly made any money doing this, you know, over the three years that I've done it. Um, now, I wouldn't mind somewhere down the line especially when I get things kind of back on track, like getting a marquee sponsor, which should just be like maybe one sponsor. And, you know, they kind of cover most of the bills if they were interested in, in taking that off and just making that partnership. Um, that would be great. But what I don't want to give you guys is 10 minutes of commercials that you have to skip through. When I listen to podcasts, I hate that. And I do it. I just skip through them. So it's kind of, it makes it more work for me. You know, one of the things I liked about podcasts way back when they started is that there wasn't ads. It was an ad-free thing, and that was great. That's why I liked it. And now more and more are starting to monetize, and you're getting more and more commercials, which is great. I'm glad they're making money doing it. Um, and it with just the minimal amount of work, I can skip the ads and just, you know, and get back to the conversation. I really hate the ones that break it up in the middle. Um, those ones drive me nuts. Cause then I, you know, if you're driving, you're stuck listening to them, you know, or you gotta, if somebody's riding with you then they can skip, skip for you or whatever, but it's a pain in the butt. I just, I don't really want this podcast to ever get like that. Um, but with that said, you know, I wouldn't like it to make some money. So, you know, you toss around these ideas of like doing a subscription model. And I've told, I've talked about this in the past, um, where you, I'd have to create additional content and that might still happen down the line. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And everything you've always gotten for free, you're going to continue to get for free. And if I have anything extra, then that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be extra, which means extra work for me. But what I'm going to do right now is something I've never done (laughs) is I'm going to, I'm going to give an ask out there. Um, because I'm in transition, I'm like in between real life jobs right now. So there's not a ton of money coming in and I'm waiting for the final word for when I can start this new job. So if you have been listening to this show for a while or just found it and got value out of this episode or any of the 300 plus episodes that I have released over the last three years, if you have found any value in that whatsoever in entertainment, if you would take the time to, you know, send me a couple bucks. You know, I'm just I'm gonna put for the first time ever in the show notes of this this episode, I'm gonna put a link to like my Venmo, my PayPal, my Cash App. And you know, if it's worth a dollar to you, great, it's worth a buck to you. You know, one, five, ten, twenty, whatever whatever you think three years, 300 episodes worth of entertainment is worth to you. i leave it up to you. Any and all things would be appreciated. Um, this is definitely not something I'm going to hit you guys with every week. Um, 
It's just it's just a humble ask, you know, and, that, and that's all it is. I definitely don't want to come across as, oh, poor me, because it's not. That's not what this is at all. But with that said, it would definitely help greatly in getting me to that next step. And so what I am really excited about with this career change is that because it is with the radio station, I feel like that's going to really open a lot of cool doors and uh, really expand my network and so that the content you guys are going to get here at the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast hopefully gets even better, uh, more varied as far as the guests are concerned. Um, feel like it gives a little bit of more validity to it. Uh, I'm, re- I'm really, really, really excited about the future of this podcast. And uh, yeah, we just... We just got to get there. Just got to keep grinding forward to it. So, yeah, in the description, um, and I know, and I'm going to be brutally honest, I hardly ever look at the descriptions of episodes and I listen to them too. Again, I'm asking you to do that. So <laughs> it'll be great. It'll be of, of, of great, a great help, on, and I would appreciate it. And even if you don't, I still appreciate you guys listening, my loyal uh, listeners. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, I love when you send me questions and I answer everybody. Um, so yeah, when you when you share stuff, when you have a question, or when you send me a a rant topic, that's what I really like. Cause there's like weeks, like like this week, I was like, what am I gonna rant about? And then it wasn't until we like found that fire, I was like, oh, I can rant about that. That's a pretty good one. But there's some weeks I'm like, there's really nothing going on in the outdoor news. What am I gonna What am I gonna rant about per se? So anytime you guys give me ideas on like something I can, you know, go down a rabbit hole and give my opinion on something like that, I really appreciate all of that feedback. So even if you're not able to, you know, throw a dollar my way or whatever, um, just send me a message. That'd be great too. Ideas, guests, you know, suggestions, stuff like that. I love the interaction. So keep all that coming. I truly, truly, truly appreciate and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And I, as well as you, I'm sure, uh, very interested and uh, cannot wait for this to get back on track where I'm releasing those three episodes out every week on time on a great schedule. And I will say this, as odd as it is that I do have people message me like, hey, where's my waterfall Wednesday? How come there was no recap and rant this week? When are you going to have another guest? You know, a little, 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 little pushy, you know, for a free product. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> Not offended at all. I do find it curious, however, uh, but I get it. I, I completely understand. And trust me when I say I want to get back to that uh, myself. So with that, again, check the show notes. I'm going to put links in, links in there this time. I'm not going to bug you with this from, you know, for a zillion years. Don't worry about it. Um, that's, you know, it's a one and done. So with that said, you already know I'm going to end it. Whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. 